A'udhu billahi minash shaitanir rajim. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu. Welcome all. Uh, you're listening to Shafiq, Raheel and Hamza. Thanks for joining us on today's episode of the Verbal Outpost where we'd like to have an informal conversation about some real topics. Uh, we'd also like you to take part, so make sure you leave a comment or drop us an email on verbaloutpost at outlook.com with your thoughts. Um, on today's show, um, I'll be discussing with my co-hosts the influence our friends have played on our lives over the years and if it's had any part to play in the person we are today. Um, in our adult life, it can be quite easy for us to lose touch with some of these old friends we had um, as a child, and it can, be uh, it can be quite difficult to develop new friendships, especially since COVID. The digital age, um, it's complicated the process as well by changing the way we interact with our friends. Phone calls have now been exchanged for text messages and WhatsApp messages, and social media has replaced the need for face-to-face -face interaction. Um, we have constant feed of photos and videos um, where we're getting this insight into our friends' lives um, and meeting up with our friends. It's almost become as well as fewer and farther between. So let's explore the sort of the types of friends that we had when we were younger compared to now. And hopefully, inshallah, in the second part of our show, I want to have a look at the impact Islam has in choosing the friends that we have now. So, um, one of the first things I want to talk about um, is when we were younger in sort of primary school and secondary school, did you find it easy to fit in and make friends? Um, what would you guys say to that? Hamza? I think Raheel was about to speak then, <laughs> but... <laughs> um... Deja vu from the first episode here. <laughs> <laughs> Different person this time. Hello, hello. Um, I think, yes, it's an interesting one. I think um, I went to a couple of different schools and I think it was easier um, at my first school, a little bit more difficult in, in the second school that I went to for a number of different reasons. Um, but I, I, I don't, if I'm completely honest, I don't really remember it that well. Um, I don't. I don't. I've got very, very um, vague memories of everything from back in primary school and from the age of between five and 11 most of my memories are around year six year five and year six when I was a lot older um, but it's interesting because um, I spent some time at a school that did not have any BAME children at all so I was mm. the only child in the whole school um, that was from a minority ethnic background which was a little bit strange oh wow um, okay yeah, yeah, yeah. So it, it, it was very different because I went from a school that was probably about about good 50-50 and then went into this, I went into a school where I was the only kid that, that was different. Um, and in all fairness, the school was really good about it. They did understand it. Um, but yeah, you know, it's, it wasn't it wasn't too bad. It wasn't too bad, but okay. I always felt a little bit different. And well, what about you, Raheel? Um, for me, I don't recall ever going into school thinking, how am I going to make friends or how am I going to fit in? Um, I think because I'm just such a chill back laid out guy, I think that's resonated since I was a child. <laughs> um, I'd pretty much just go into school and go with the flow and whoever kind of, you know, flows with the crowd, I guess you call it, mm. um, you'd kind of naturally find your friends 
by seeing who has similar interests and you'd end up just banding together that way. But okay. I don't think, I can't remember a time when I've ever thought specifically, how am I going to make friends? How am I going to fit in? Mm. Okay, that's interesting. I mean, I can relate to Hamza a little bit. So uh, in primary school, I mean, I was in a school with predominantly um, an Asian community. Um, so I never really, as you guys have also mentioned as well, I've never really thought about it. You just sort of naturally find people who have similar interests with you. And when you're younger, it's all very similar anyway. You know, you guys are either playing football or, you know, playing video games or something like that. And, you know, mm. you naturally find those interests or whether it's even being of the same community, same Asian background, you know, you find an interest in that and you can have something in common to talk about. Um, but when I went to secondary school, I was maybe one of maybe five um, Asians in the whole year, <laughs> um, not in the school, but in the whole year. And obviously it was quite different. So I did feel a bit out of place um, and finding people I could relate to. So I, I mean, me personally, anyway, I had a, I had a bit of a difficult time trying to sort of adjust to that and trying to find friends um, in secondary school. Did it get easier as you went through secondary school? So, you know, as you start getting into year, years 9, 10, 11? Did, yeah, did so, I mean, in year 7, and I don't know if this is something that still happens now, um, in the first year, you sort of stay within your uh, form, your class. You don't mix up with the other classes. So within my class, I was the only Asian kid. Um, and so when speaking to other people, you know, they were all from very different backgrounds. I felt like I couldn't relate to them. But in year eight, they start mixing up into different classes. And that's when I met a few other Asians. And I, I feel bad saying it, but naturally, I just felt like more at home with the Asian guys, to be honest. You know, not that I didn't try. I just always felt a bit out of place. Um, so as soon as they got to year year nine, you know, I started meeting other Muslims as well. Um, and I felt like I had more in common with them. Yes, Raheel? Uh, was there anything you feel... Raheel? Um, technical difficulties here, Hamza? <laughs> Is there anything yeah. you wanted to say? Uh, I think we've just lost Raheel for a second. <laughs> um, so we're having a conference call here and sometimes we can have some technical issues. We've um, lost them completely. Yeah. So sometimes we do have technical issues because we're doing this remotely, um, but he will be back with us very, very soon. And here he is. He's back here now. <laughs> Raheel, you were in the middle of saying something? Oh, sorry, guys. I got cut off there. I don't know what happened. Uh, I was just uh, wondering whether there was anything you can think of that was in particular a reason why you weren't able to or made it, it, made it difficult for you to mix with the other um, background kids. Uh, and yeah, just, Hamza, just before I answer that, Hamza, was there something you wanted to add? No, no, no I, was, I was just going to add on to what he was questioning. Oh, well. okay. It'd be, inter it'd be interesting to find out what, what type of school it was. I mean, without naming the school, but what mm. type of school it was. Was it private? Was it grammar? Was it um, academy? Was it just a regular? It was just a regular school, um, yeah, a regular um, public school. It, it wasn't anything like a, it wasn't like a posh school or a private school or anything like that. It was just a school that predominantly um, a white community, um, which I wasn't you know, very, it was very different for me going from school, which mainly had Asians in there. Um, it was very different. 
But I mean, going on to what um, what Raheel said was, I don't know. I think I mean I remember initially there was issues with my name. Um, to be honest, and people were like, "Oh, how do you pronounce Shafiq?" And I was like, "Oh, okay." <laughs> and just little comments like that. And you know, when you're a little kid in year seven, and people just sort of you know, trying to, you, you just think to yourself, well, what are they trying to do? Are they trying to make fun of my name? And I'm like, oh, okay, I see how it is. <laughs> and so I, I remember in year seven, just being really quiet, just keeping to myself. And I was like, okay, you wait till I come out of my shell. <laughs> because I wasn't like this in primary school, but you just wait <laughs> till I find my feet. <laughs> but yeah, I'm like, like I said, I'm like, it was okay. After I got to year eight, year nine, I was all right. <laughs> So what really helped you was the mixing of the year groups. Yeah, mixing of the year groups and finding other people I can, you know, I could relate to a little bit more. Um, but I mean, to be honest, it wasn't even just that. I mean, yeah, I'm talking about sort of in year eight, year nine, meeting other Muslims, other Asians who I could relate to. But by then I was more confident, I would say, as a person as well. So I did have friends from other communities as well. Um, and I would actually, actually had a couple of good friends who would invite me to their house. Um, and it was really good, actually. One of the moms knew that I was Muslim. So I remember, and, and she was uh, from a white background. So she got halal chicken from a halal butchers to make food for me. So I would eat at their house. Uh, I was really happy with that, to be honest, because she showed me the packaging and everything. Look, is this okay? <laughs> you know, I was like, wow, you know, I was really <laughs> impressed. It's just not what I expected at all, to be honest. But I thought, wow. Well, that's very welcoming um to be honest and i felt like uh, this was a good friend that's brilliant you, um, you think that maybe that created um a breaking of any sort of barrier to join friendships with anybody else perhaps was that a one-off do you reckon i think that was one-off i never really got that from anyone else i think i mean clearly that family were very um i think just very considerate of mm. the, the people mm. that are coming into their home um, and they could see that I was good friends with their son. So, you know, I, I really appreciate it. It's something that I can look back on now and just think, well, you know what, that, you know, back then as well, this was before 9-11, all of that sort of stuff. So I think, oh, you know, it was good. People used to get along. You're really showing your age, Shafiq. <laughs> You're really showing your age. <laughs> um, and I've, I've got to ask, what, what did they cook you? It was roast chicken. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah, yeah. They ordered a massive roast chicken, and you know, it was. Oh, you know, I checked it. They made sure I looked at the packaging and everything. I was like, <laughs> Looks good to me. <laughs> no. I miss. I misheard Hamza's question. I thought you said, uh, "What did they call you?" And you said, "Roast chicken." I was like, "Is our name to call you roast chicken?" <laughs> Picked up a little nickname. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> that roast chicken boy. <laughs> So moving on from that a little bit, I just want to discuss, you know, with us being fathers, um, do we have any concerns about our kids making friends in school? Um, are we, you know, how confident are we that our kids are making friends okay? Is that something, you know, we're just thinking, you know what, they'll be all right. Um, if not, the teachers are there, they'll, they'll sort it out. How do you guys feel about that? Right here. Um, personally, I don't have any real concerns about this as long as, you know, my daughter at the moment, I've got one daughter, but as long as she stayed true to herself and didn't try to change herself just to, you know, fit in, I don't really mind how many friends she makes or anything like that. I, I do feel like it's a quality over quantity thing, even if, you know, she has one friend, but that's a very good friend. To me, that's better than having hundreds of friends and you don't really know even their second name, for example. 
Mm. And what about you, Hamza? I think for me, um, no, it's not really an issue. And my oldest is eight years old. And I think even at that age, they don't really develop really strong bonds with other kids. Mm. Um, and then also, secondly, just looking back, I mean, how many children are there from primary school? Or how many primary school friends do you still keep in contact with now? So I I don't think there's going to be a massive influence that they'll have over any of my kids. Um, and to be honest, I mean, to a large extent, let them figure it out themselves as well. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I think I agree with that because if you try and cushion them a bit too much, it can stop them from experiencing it for themselves almost. Yeah. Mm. I mean, my son, he's five turning six, and he only, as far as I'm aware, he only has the one friend that he spends most of his time with. Not to say that he doesn't get along with other people, but it's usually just, you know, you hear stories about this one particular friend. So I do have worry that, okay, if that one friend ever moves to a different class or, you know, goes to a different school, it, it will it be easy for him to make friends with other people and get along with them so i do have a concern about that but i'm hoping inshallah you know with his personality that he'll be okay i think you'd be surprised at how resilient kids are as well mm. i remember with our oldest that happened as well when he was about four or five years old he had a very you know he had a bestie in nursery mm. and actually we thought the exact same thing we thought that they'd be lifelong buddies and then he went off to a different school nursery and they both kind of moved on <laughs> That was it. My oldest moved on and made other friends. So they're a pretty resilient bunch. Okay. And do you know if your kids ever had trouble with any of their friends, you know, they fell out, you know, what sort of advice would you sort of give to your kids to, you know, to rekindle that relationship they may have had with some of these friends that they've got as a parent? Oh, they fall out with their friends all, all the time, <laughs> honestly, constantly, constantly. So it, it, it entirely depends on the scenario, honestly. Um, if it's something quite serious, and then it's, you know, if you need to get teachers involved, it can be a little bit more delicate to deal with. But mm. otherwise, it's just yeah, trying to understand what the kids are saying and, 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 and just trying to talk through the problem mm. and make sure that you understand it fully. And to be honest, most of the time, you probably won't understand it and need to speak to the teacher and just ask, look, you know, my kid's come to me and he's mentioned this. Um, what's the situation? Are you aware of it? Hmm. Um, that's it, really. Well, I've got an example of one with my daughter who, when she was, I think, about six, she had one particular friend, even though she got along with other people and she had other friends, she had one particular friend who was very clingy who sort of held her back from everyone else. So she was like, oh, no, you're going to play with me. And my daughter was very like soft. Like, okay, I'll come play with you. And it's like, you know, she wants to go and do other things, but she was almost being prevented from doing so because this one particular friend was almost bullying her to the... To, well, that's how I saw it as well. I was thinking to myself, well, my daughter, yeah, we had to speak to the teachers and the teachers noticed it as well. So mm. we had to tell the teachers, look, you know what? My daughter's mentioned at home that, look, she wants mm. to play with her friends, but this one particular friend who she doesn't want to upset either because, you know, they're still friends, but she just, that's the personality she has. Um, so, so the what, teachers had to get involved. 
so what happened after you spoke to the teachers and what was the what was the outcome of that conversation? Um, what the teachers um, sort of separated them in class as well so they made sure mm -hmm. they weren't sitting next to each other made sure they were sitting with other people so they can well especially with my daughter's friend um, try to get her to develop relationships with other people as well and become close to other people rather than just narrowing down on my daughter and just staying with her all the time um, and when they were out and about they made sure that the yeah, I don't know what they call them now, but you know the monitors that they have at playtime. You know, made sure that they kept an eye on them as well. Made sure no one was being sort of forced to do something they didn't want to do. Yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? I mean, the other thing is that you got you see in adults, adults that are extroverted or introverted, and usually people that are extroverted like to have. Yeah, you know, generally the stereotype is they'll have lots of fairly superficial or high level relationships with a lot of different people and then more introverted people will have a few relationships but they're very uh intimate very close relationships that yeah. they'll have so you know quantity over quality and vice versa mm -hmm. for the introverted so you know it sounds like possibly the girl was very introverted yeah and possibly had a few very very close friends mm. possibly yeah um, something else I wanted to sort of discuss as well is like, do you remember when we were sort of younger, um, how involved our parents were with the sort of friends we kept? Um, because I, I feel like that sort of changed now. And so do you guys sort of remember um, how involved your friends were? Did they know your friends all sort of by name personally? Did they know the friends' families? Um, and would you say that's still the case now? I think for the most part, my mum didn't know the names uh, and have an idea of who my friends were. Um, whether she knew them personally, I think is a different thing. I don't think she knew them personally. You could even argue that maybe even I didn't know them very personally. <laughs> um, but I guess it depends on how much you interact with that that particular friend. You know, some some kids that you only interact with at school and you're friends with them at school. Some kids you might go to their house after school or they might come to your house. So there's a bit more interaction and involvement there. But yeah, generally, I think my mum knew uh, pretty much all the friends I had. Okay, what about you, Hamza? Um, knew them by face, but not really by name. So, so knew some of them by face. Okay. See, it was a bit different for me. I, I mean, my friends used to come to my house all the time. You know, my, my parents knew their parents, you know, they knew their names. They, whenever I said I'm going out with someone, they, they know exactly who I'm going out with. They knew they knew their phone number of the, their parents. They knew where they lived. So if there was any problems or anything, they would know where to go. And it's like, I mean, looking back at it, I'm thinking, oh, that wasn't necessarily a bad thing that was really good i remember at the time i was like oh why dad you know mom why do you need to know all this information you know but think about it i mean safety right I mean, this was before mobile mm. phones and all of that sort of thing you know you, you couldn't really stay constantly in touch with your kids and it's very different now and then in terms of siblings are, are you the oldest i'm the oldest youngest you're the oldest sibling okay and yeah, do you think that had something to, do you think that had some bearing I don't know. I mean, my parents were the same with my younger brothers as well. I, I, I think okay. it was just a general rule, to be honest. And I mean, looking back now, um, I think that was a good thing. And then I'm hoping I could do the same with my kids and their friends. However, I think times have changed now where maybe parents don't know as much um, about who their kids are spending time with. Would you guys agree mm. to that? 
Yeah, I think it is safe to say that that's probably the case, you know, with the whole social media uh, interacting through a digital screen of some form. Um, it's very difficult for parents to perhaps keep an eye on who their friends are in that sense. I think in terms of, I think my style would probably be a little bit different to yours and Shafiq. Um, I think I'm okay for my children to form their relationships, their friendships, and then mm. learn from them. And I can only advise them. So it's not really for me to get involved with that because there's a lot they need to figure out. Mm. The big world is a, a pretty cruel place. It's a horrible place. So it's um, it's better they figure that out themselves and then have me as yeah, a, a guiding hand throughout that where they've got any questions or any doubts or if they're not sure about something. So that's my take on it. Mm. So you're very different to most yeah, listeners. No. Yeah, so I was just thinking, so obviously if your son uh, formed a friendship with someone and they wanted to go out with them, you wouldn't want, you're not overly concerned about knowing who, where they live, their phone numbers, contact details, meeting, knowing who their parents are or anything like that, you would say, you know you'd be well i think you're probably talking about much older children mm. so yeah i'm talking about sort of going into sort of the teenage era. Okay. so as your son gets a bit older i'm guessing that time will come and you know you'd maybe want to show a bit it's... more attention to who they're spending time with one thing that i've learned as a parent is uh never say never and don't plan a few years in it in advance because you just don't know what what's going to happen and you've to a large extent, just got to roll with the punches. So I think in a few years, I, I wouldn't be able to comment on what I would do in a few years time, but mm. depending on the level of comfort that I've got around my children and how resilient they are and are they independent enough um, and are they comfortable in their own skin? If they are, then I wouldn't have any issue with that. But if I do have any reservations as a parent, I think everybody knows what their kids are like. Uh, you then make that call mm. based on your kids and what they like and their personality and whether that's appropriate. And um, just before we sort of finish this part of the show, in, I want to just sort of reflect on if you think these friends that we've made of how much, um, can you sort of give any examples of if they've, change the way you act in any way you know these friendships that you've built in your younger years um if they've sort of had any impact in the way you think islamically with work or your education or your family i'm gonna be really bad in saying no because <laughs> that's the easy answer but i'd say it's made some cracking stories for my kids <laughs> about... the things that have happened what about you here um, not really much. Sammy, my daughter's less than three, so not much to comment on. <laughs> <laughs> All right, inshallah. Um, when we come back, inshallah, we'll delve into it a little bit more. Um, so we're going to have a quick break, and inshallah, if you can catch up with us soon.